Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am your host. My name is Jim. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Um, tonight we have a very special interview with Samantha Ray Whiskey Six, uh, an up and coming local talent here in the Boston area. Um, they they put on a killer show. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, they're a great group. I can't wait to hear more about them and what they're doing and what where they've come from and what's coming in the future for them. Um, we're releasing this kind of right away because they have a big show this Friday night at the Kowloon. Um, it's local country comes together. You guys, you don't want to miss this show. If you do, um, there's more shows to come. I will rattle those off at the end of the show. But this Friday night... If you're in the Boston area, Kowloon, Saugus, Massachusetts, Route 1, can't miss it. Go online, get your tickets. You're not going to want to miss this. And you're definitely not going to want to miss this conversation I'm going to have right now with Samantha Ray and Whiskey 6. Enjoy. Hello. How's it going? I'm great. How are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. I guess we're still waiting for everybody else. But, uh, oh, great. Yep. Uh, Here's everybody now. Oh, hey. Hi. You're connected too. Yep, I just got on. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, for everybody, for uh, for tuning in and showing up. I appreciate it. Oh, it's of a course. lot of fun. We appreciate you. Absolutely. So I wanted to, uh, you know, I kind of told you guys earlier, you know, this is kind of a, you know, a no holds barred kind of thing. Um, we're just going to have a conversation like we've known each other forever and, um you know, I, I kind of want you guys to steer the conversation and, you know, tell us, you know, who you are, what you're doing, where you come from. Um, and, you know, I'll interject and have a have a nice conversation over the next you know hour or so. OK, sounds good. So tell me, who are you? Um, well, we are Samantha Ray Whiskey Six and my name is Samantha Ray, but I'm also here um, with my boys right here. This is Jay. I'm the drummer and vocalist for Whiskey Six. And this is George. I'm the guitar player and a vocalist for Whiskey Six as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Of course. Thank you. So I opened the show with telling everybody about your show this coming Friday, which I know for you guys is a big one. So you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on Friday night at Kowloon? Of course, yeah. Um, well, we are super thrilled that you did that. Really, thanks a bunch from um, our show this Friday, which is at the Kowloon. Um, it's to support Dana-Farber and Cancer Care and Research. And we um, started this uh, three years ago. Yeah. Um, 2019, uh, we started the Country Women Cancer Fund uh, to help aid cancer research and care. And we've continued on and... This year, local country comes together. We have a bunch of local artists, Ayla Brown, Rob Bellamy, Darren Bissett, and Carly Taft are all on uh, to come and perform. And we have a bunch of silent auction items, all that good stuff, all to benefit Dana-Farber and just have a really great night of live music and entertainment and, you know, all that good support so we're so excited that you promoted it and i can't wait to see everybody there it's gonna be an incredible show and we just found out that um it is sold out 
well, then I might have to change the intro to tell people to go see it and get tickets. So I guess you can't do that. So if you don't have tickets, you're out of luck. <laughs> and so what it's all about, you know, that's the goal of, of us is to, is to really kind of energize and try to work with local artists. It's bigger than us. You know, when we started this, we wanted it to be bigger than us. So there's two that we, you know, we're, we're a competitive band like everyone else. But when we when we put our minds to work for the cancer fund, we think more like we're collaborators and we we everybody has a story to tell about cancer and everybody in the scene has a story that's compelling. And, and, and it, we really, it's a, it's a, I, I, I usually say it's a time when we all let down our guard and we all work together. Uh, And it's kind of a relief sometimes because it can be a little stressful. It's, it's a competitive field, like anything else, entertainment arts, you know, people are very competitive and they're worried about the quality of their work and they're guarded and they're not, they're not uh, able to express their weaknesses. They want to show their strengths. And when we get together, we all, you know, hug and, and think of and think of the people that have been affected in our lives. And it really is a nice switch from the usual competitive aspect of entertainment. Yeah, you know, that's I think that's one of the things that has, you know, made me so fascinated and drawn to you guys as a whole is that. You know, you seem to have this, you know, you have this huge following in this city and you're so selfless to, you know, do something like this, you know, because you're right. Everybody has a cancer story, right? Yeah. Um, Whether it's personal or somebody knew somebody, you know, whatever. Um, You know, I think it's I think it's awesome that a band like yours you know, has put something like this at the forefront. And I think that's, that's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're really humbled by everybody, you know, joining the cause and showing their support. And I mean, everybody from like my own mother and Jay's wife and George's wife doing uh, merchandise and just everything to that, to um, country 102.5 airing it um, to yeah. you guys just supporting in every cause just to boost the morale of like Jay was saying, everybody in the industry um, to get together for something bigger and greater than just us. So, um, you know, the easiest part of this, right. Is what we do like performing this, but when we're at the point now with this sold, the sold out show where now we can have some fun because this is, <laughs> this is what we live for, you know, like the work, the work is almost done, and now we can really focus on what we really try to do, which is play our music and share our music with everybody. So it's a big relief for us. Like tonight, we're all breathing a little sigh of relief because this was the show we wanted to really blow out this summer. Uh, and you never know, you know what I mean? It's a lot of there's a lot of things people can do with their time, and um, we're just so overjoyed that we're going to have a big show, and um, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Right. That- that's 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 awesome you know it's it's so good to hear you guys be so successful with with this and everything else you do it's 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 really great right well i find that we're really fortunate too because um you know like like almost all the other bands we have a lot of shows during the summer and you know in all year really but the funny thing is is every show that we do even ones that are not associated with the country we seem to sell them out. Tons of people come, and we and like like Samantha said, we're, we're really humbled because we, we we're really uh, we're really doing something here. We're breaking through, and to sell out this as well, 
as well as the regular shows, it really means something to us, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, um, it, it's not about the money. It, it's, it's about, it, it's about the feeling you get, because like Jay said, you know, everybody has a story, but we all, us individually, Jay, myself, Samantha, everybody it touched cancer has touched everybody i lost my mother jay lost his dad samantha's mother's a survivor it goes on and on and on so we we have to give back you have to give back in this world um uh because uh you know what comes around goes around and we just feel like you know um yeah we're a great band and we're doing great things but this is something beyond the band that we can do to give back and we're so happy that we're uh but that we sold out again. And tonight is like a, a you know, celebration for us. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, I, I keep saying it, you know, but it is, it's, it's, it's so great. Um, you know, and not, not to, you know, short sight it in your accomplishments and all that, but I want to, you know, I want to kind of steer, you know, I want to steer this feeling into your music. Sure. would love to do it. Um, totally. So while you know, we're while we're celebrating with you tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so first, I got to say, you know, it's really nice to you guys are the first band I've had on the show. Yep. Um, everybody else has been an artist or, you know, a, a singer songwriter, you know, whatever. I haven't had a full band on. So that's this is awesome. So I thank you nice. for that. Thank you. Um, and it's also nice to hear, you know voices from home <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know you know I, I love everybody i've talked to but it's like everybody's got that you know southern twang and you know trying to like really listen to understand <laughs> but like you got right. it's, this is this is That's easy <laughs> <laughs> um so let's talk about your music a little bit um so how long have you guys been around as a, as a cohesive unit um, as a band together, um, we're looking at three years, three and a half years. Yeah, probably closer to three and a half to four. Yeah, but yeah, she's right. Yep. Awesome. Now, did you guys do things on your own individually beforehand, before kind of getting together? or We this... all did. Yeah, we all did. Um, Sam, Sam, myself, and the bass player have been together a little longer, but real quickly, without going into other other. Um, other drama we had with other yeah. when 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 we figured out that we wanted to do the country thing and really do it um i had said to sam sam i know exactly who we need and it was jay because jay's like a brother and and i've known him for many many years since we were kids in school and i knew that was exactly who i wanted to work with i knew he had exactly what we needed and the funny thing was um when he saw us, he's like, yeah, where do, where do I sign up? And it was kind of like a match made in heaven. It was like meant to be. And Jay is um, uh, not to toot his horn, but he's so talented in the things that he does. He does videography. He does recording. Never mind his drum work. You know, he's got the chops of, of, uh, of any national act. And um, a lot of credit's got to go to him. We, we, all, we all have our pot, but... Um, that was about almost coming up to four years ago and man, we haven't separated since and we're working on uh, new originals. We're going, we got, we're back in the studio and we're going back to Abbey road in December. We got so many good things in the pot and, and a lot of it is, is because of Jay. He does, he, he is tirelessly working uh, night and day. I mean, yeah. 
he is definitely a staple in um this group and but i mean to kind of go off what george was saying we do everything ourselves so well a lot of people and probably people that you talk to that were down in nashville they hire producers they hire mixing engineers they hire a whole bunch of different videographers photographers we do all of our stuff all on our own even Um, the marketing even the marketing jay does that as well that's awesome yeah it is awesome and obviously a lot of work (laughs) yeah oh absolutely before can i can i can i Stop, George, for a minute. So, <laughs> just be, let, let's be honest here. So the, the real key here is the, the, the friendship and the, and the respect we have for each other's talent. Yep. So we're, yeah. humble pe- we're humble, humble people. But I do have some talents that I can give to the band, but they would be worthless without the talent of the band because yes. the band is really special. And I right. saw that from day one when I saw George and Sam and we decided to put this together. I said, well, you know, with somebody that has some type of creative talents or capabilities, if you if you have something to put it into, if you don't have something to invest it in, it's it's worthless. It's really not worth anything at all. I mean, you can just sit at home and draw pretty pitches. But, <laughs> right. you know, this this is a situation where we we met a girl and know a girl that's got extreme talent and and we are all behind her a thousand percent. And yep. we and, and it motivates us to do great things. And I think that the, the friendship and the and the how we are as people together, um, I think it it's contagious, too. I think other people have, you know, and maybe that's why it lended itself to the cancer fund, because people don't they they they, they willingly raise their hand to help us uh, because they trust us because it. I think it's, there's a level of honesty to what we're trying to do. And we aren't tooting our own horn because we, you know, the sum of the parts is what makes it special. And it's, it's even beyond whiskey six. Like we feel that way about ourselves, but we really are very enthusiastic about the whole scene. We're, we're one of the, and, and this is something we said before, and I haven't said it in a while cause we've been so busy, but we're one of the bands that goes to see everybody. We yeah. literally get in our car and we go and see everybody. Mm-hmm. And and we are enthusiastic to see everybody because it inspires us and we learn from everybody else. Um, and I think that that maybe it, it, you know, maybe I'm giving away a little of the secret sauce. here. It's like <laughs> we, we really can walk away from anybody, any of these people that we associate with and learn a tremendous amount because they are really, really gifted and talented people. And uh, we're just blessed. We just really we're having a good time. That's, That's good. the whole point. Yeah, yep. definitely having a good time. And. I'd like yeah, to add, I, I'd like I, I'd like to add one more thing though too. Um even though even though Sam and I were doing something, I don't want anybody to make a mistake when we decided to do this. Um we all started this band from ground zero. Myself, Jay, Samantha and the other members. We all started from ground zero. So it wasn't it wasn't that it it wasn't so easy where oh yeah, you we just get up stuff. We started from nothing and we built this up the three of us together you know and and the other you know the other members but you know it's it's us that that do all this work but i didn't want you to um i didn't want you to misunderstand me by saying oh yeah he just joined no no we started this together from zero <laughs> oh, i mean I've, I've had my 
I've had my boots and spurs on since I was five years old, so I'm in there. You know, yes. it, and I it's knew one Samantha, of those things. You know, it's one I of those Samantha things. As you, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all right. <laughs> I was going to say, as I, you guys I knew from day one, from the minute I met Samantha, that she was she was a hundred percent country girl. I knew this is where she would wanted she wanted to be, and she needed to be. And when it was time, and I came, and you know, and I, I brought this to her. I, I already knew what her answer was, but she was like, yeah, let's go. And so we all started it, the three of us. We started this from, from ground zero. We built it up to this, and we're going we're gonna to shoot for the sky. And you know what? You're, you're doing a hell of a job. Thank you. You, you really are. You know, I've, I've had the pleasure in my, um, in my years to see you guys a couple of times, you know, yep. honestly, by mistake. <laughs> you know, I'm not yep. going to. I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, yeah, I planned to come to the show. It was, you know, we were, we were, you know, the wife and I were at, you right. know, Gillette and you guys were playing at six string and it was like, oh, what the hell? Why not? You know, we're here. Right. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you because it's fascinating to me because if you, if you would have told me five years ago, I would be doing this sort of podcast about this sort of music i would have told you you were crazy because i hated <laughs> country music five years ago right. like absolutely despised it wow <laughs> um, i love these i love these kind of stories but well it's true so you know let, let's rewind i'll tell you a little bit about me 10 years ago i saw my first kenny chesney show at gillette stadium wow and i went kicking and screaming i'm not lying to you i went oh. kicking and screaming <laughs> i didn't want to go i had no interest and then i got there and the whole thing just took me by surprise. Yeah. And then I was working at Showcase Live when that was still up and running. Yep. And a little no-named country artist came through by the name of Eric Church. And it really, it brought me even closer to that. This is, this is the music I need to listen to. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. And, you know, I, I tell everybody like, you know, I hated country music growing up. <laughs> my, my father's side listened to all the old stuff right? that now I absolutely couldn't live without. Right. And at the time I literally couldn't get away from fast enough. Wow. <laughs> so, so my question to you is, you know, being from New England, you know, Nobody really, I don't think a lot of people, maybe now, but people don't associate New England, Boston with country music. So why, why start a country, country music band in this city? Well, I'm going to start off with saying that um, George definitely hit on the head that he thinks like I'm a country girl and I'm the opposite of you and have listened to country music my whole life because um, starting at the age of five, I started riding horses and, uh, really no other way of life. If you're going to ride horses, you're, you know, go hand in hand. There's country music involved. So, um, yeah, that was, I mean, I live in New Hampshire and even though I'm pretty much right over the border, there's a lot of one yellow light Lincoln town and we, you know, rode our bikes down to the general store and we rode our horses to the general store, um, yeah, just full-on blown country mayhem. Four-wheelers, tractors, dirt bikes. I mean, you name it. That's what I grew up with. So Sam, Sam is basically the coolest guy in the band. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that she, 
So she <laughs> she picks up the heaviest piece of equipment. Yep. She is the scariest of us all. Um, <laughs> she will get up on a horse. She calls she calls this thing that's nine feet tall and it, uh, 800 pounds a horse. I don't know if it, it's, it looks more like a rocket ship. And she gets up on this thing. I'm not bragging. I'm just, this is accurate reporting here. She hops up on this thing with no saddle. And I won't even feed this thing kibbles. I'm, she feeds, she says, here, feed it. It's like, those teeth are huge. I'm not touching that thing. And she gets up on this horse and she goes, Full blast down the road with no saddle, no nothing to hold. I don't know how it happens, but I guess what I'm saying is she, Samantha's exudes country. She is like, it just feels like country to me. Yep. You know? and I grew up a rock kid. You know, I grew up with Aerosmith and, 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 and I guess from my background, I did have some country influences. I, one of my favorite ba bands was the band, Bob Dylan and the band. And it was, it was that cross section of, country rock and folk music and and blues and so it, it's not you know you when you say eric church to me when i listen to eric church i hear the blue i hear the yeah. blues and i hear you know the country is a is is not is almost not a music to me it's you, it's, a, it's everything right. it's it's almost everything right and it's a it's a feeling Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a music like you can say jazz or you can say pop or you can say country is all inclusive, man. You can hear influences from the Beatles. You yeah. can hear influences of Bob Dylan. You can hear influences of rock music, Aerosmith. You can hear you, I hear it in all of the stuff. And so George and I and I want to speak for you, George. But, you know, when we have pop and rock sensibilities, it, it lends itself to what we do. We're a little edgier. Right. When we, we're a country band with a little more of an edge. But I think it is legitimately country still because of Sam. Because Sam right. curbs it back. And, of course, we have amazing musicians with us. And I did not want to have this interview without saying that we regard our partnership, uh, Sam and George and I, as a core of the band. But we're no more important than the, these people we love, which uh, Al and, and Matt and, and Jim and Marissa and the pe people that come and go. Like um, we've got Minnie Jordan, who is one of the greatest fiddle players and, and, and equally with Marissa. Amazing, amazing talents. We're like, we're lucky to be with these people. And they, 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 they bleed this band just like we do. They feed off of our energy, and I think they feed off our direction and our excitement. But um, when you hear these guys play, I'm in I'm in awe of them. Like it, it motivates us to be better musicians and be better people. And well, right. it really, Whiskey Six isn't about just us. It is really about everybody. And and kind of um, like country music. So it definitely like country music, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because you know my parents. Um, you know, God love them, but you know, they, they make fun of me now because I was that <laughs> I hate country music and now I love it. And, you know, right. I've got, I've got my Ariats and I've got my, oh, hat yeah. and, oh know, that's funny. The whole nine yards. And that's awesome. But like, you know, my, my parents also love bands like the Allman brothers and Leonard Skinner. And it's right. like, it's like, you know, if you put those bands now, they're playing on country radio. Oh, they yeah. sure are. Yep. You know, so, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you do like it. You just liked it when it was called Southern Rock rather right. than, you know, Hell yeah. what it is now. Yep. And um, I got I got um, I got a little bit of a story about why um, 
Jay's right on the money, both of our backgrounds. And we, we came from the same town, too. We came from Everett. Jay and I have been friends forever. And um, I was a rock guy. I loved it. I loved rock growing up in bands and doing my thing. And we have a friend of ours that was also from our same town that took off right from high school. And he was chasing his dream of music. And he went all over the country. He landed in Nashville. And he stayed there for many years. And I used to get gigs down there, you know, going to record here and there. No big deal. Just doing my thing. And every time I would go down there and meet up with him, he'd say, man, you got to get into country. You got to get into country. And to be totally honest with you, way back then, I was like, nah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. I love rock. I love rock. And he's like, it's going to bite you someday. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I go, but it's not up here because way back. <laughs> Way back years ago, you're exactly right. Yeah. Why, why country? It was it, This was rock and roll in Boston, you know? Right. And um, when I'd go down to Nashville, I started, I started, you know, I started listening and I liked it. And, and I, I remember when I really was listening to this song and he put and done. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. It doesn't even sound country. He goes, what do you think I've been trying to tell you all this time? It's different. Yeah. So. I slowly got into it and man, I can't get away from it now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny going back to that, you know, growing up, you know, I'm right over the mass Rhode Island line. So, you know, growing up, the only country radio station that was around here was cat country out of Providence. And that was it. And they played all the old stuff. So, you know, the radio dial always skipped that station. (laughs) Right. Right. And now it's, you know, I'm in a great spot where I can get, you know, three or four country stations right Right. where I am, you know. Oh, man, it's great. And the funny thing is, I really feel, I really feel that country today, today's country is, is nothing more than rock and roll, but with really good lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's, it's not that far off from what Jay and I grew up to. It's just that you can close your eyes like any country song and literally picture what they're singing about. It tells a story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love it. Just love so, it. So speaking, you know, continuing on with the music, um, you know, and you touched upon it earlier. Um, growing up a huge, huge Beatles fan. Uh, my parents actually named me after a Beatle, um, which is a lot of fun to tell people that story. <laughs> um, so how how in the hell... Did you make it to Abbey Road? Jay, take this off. Take this one, Jay. Well, I took a rock and I busted the window. <laughs> George ran in and unlocked the door and we, we gag-tied everybody and put them in the closet. You know actually, what? Actually, I'll tell you the story real quick. Um, we were working on our album and like like George said we and Samantha said we do everything ourselves and that's not because we don't want to work with other people but we want to control the quality of what we're doing until we know it's in the hands that we want to work Trust. with you know it's right. you know you start small and you grow you don't you don't go and balls to the wall and you go meet all these people you don't know we control the quality so we we have the skills to do stuff and make music and we we made the music and people said hey you got to get your stuff mastered where you're gonna go, people started naming places in Nashville you got to go here you got to go this guy worked with this one and that one, and I was a huge Beatles fan when I was a kid and I said if I'm gonna master music I'm gonna go to Abbey Road, and um, I said why wouldn't I the be- it was good enough for the Beatles. And the Beatles have got, you know, they were country influenced too. So 
Um, so I picked up the phone and I called Abbey Road and I said, I want to bring my music over there for my band and, and have it mastered. Well, it didn't happen overnight, but through conversations and discussions with the management, they kind of liked that story because who are these people? They're like nobody. <laughs> From like, across the pond. So, you know, they're mastering, <laughs> you know, Arbor over there and, and Paul McCartney's in there redoing his Pipes of Peace album. And here comes with and they want to master their stuff over here. <laughs> so we we booked time in the studio and we want we felt it was important for us to hear the process and make sure that we could you know, give the input we needed to the music so that we could get it done the way we wanted. We didn't want to send it off in a box and get it back and go, oh boy, that's not what we want. <laughs> so we found out that, well, you can do it. You know, you can have attended sessions. Um, we didn't know when we went over there, and I'm being honest, because you can brag and you can make up big stories, but I didn't know if people were going to shake our hand, say, here's what you pro we promised you, have a nice day. There's the door, like Willy Wonka, you know, have a nice day. Here is the, your two hours. And, and I would have been happy with that because, you know, walking <laughs> through the door at Abbey Road, I think we all like lost our minds a little bit. I and, mean, I, I would imagine. <laughs> it, it, yeah. You know, first of all, you can't walk into that studio thinking you're anything at all. So when you walk into that, it's like walking into church. Yeah. Right? Oh, so, yeah. so you walk in very humble and you meet these people. And it's a great experience. And then they put you to work over there because Abbey Road is all about work. This is like walking into a fitness center, you know, so you better be like ready to hop on the treadmill. I mean, with, with people by the bars, though, you can't get in without get they open the gate and there's people, you know, taking pictures by the, 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 the crosswalks right there. Like it, it's like a whole ordeal. And of course, they listen to our music so that, you know, they felt like it was worthy to give it a try. So we walked in there and we were very humble. We started the process. And the manager of the studio, Lucy Launder, comes walking in. And I had a couple conversations with her before. And I didn't know whether we were just going to do our thing. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Here's the bill. Goodbye. And she said, because she had talked to me, because she, she knows everybody now. She loves us all. But she walked in, and I didn't know what she was going to say. And she looked at our, our mastering engineer, Ollie, and she said, where's Jay? And I was like, okay, I think I pooped a little. <laughs> and, 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 and Ollie points over to, you know, he, he raises his arm and he points over to me. Well, she came over and gave me a big hug. And she explained to me why we were there. She said, I love your story. I love the fact that you decided to come to Abbey Road with your music because a lot of people think we're a museum. A lot of people think, this is a place to come to learn about the Beatles and take pictures of the front door with the Beatles. But this is a working studio and these people are serious about music and they love new artists too. And that there's a whole other, you know, you, when you're that, when you're that big a story of because of the Beatles, everybody thinks, well, that's what you did. You do. But you know, Abbey road when, when in its early years, it was the way, the monarchy got their message across to the people of England. Like nobody knows the whole, like I know the whole story because I read all the books and I talked to all the people. So, I mean, this is where they did phonograph records because they didn't have tape. They didn't have, the only way you could get to hear the queen or the king was to get a, a vinyl pressed recording and hear it. So this, this whole history of Abbey is almost missing. And then when the Beatles made such a splash, it was almost like coined as the Beatles studio, but, and it is in my mind because I'm a huge Beatles fan, but you know, uh, 
the Pink Floyd, there's all, you know, all types of artists have come through those doors and, and done amazing things in that studio. So long story short, she, Lucy said to me, she said, I love that you picked us because you're a new artist and you've got new stuff and you're, you're, you, you've got something to say and you decided to come to Abbey Road. You did the, you did the, the diligence to say it's an option because she says they lose out on so much new music and opportunity because people think it's a shrine to the Beatles. Um, and then they opened the whole studio to us. And I'm probably going to get trouble in trouble for saying this, but <laughs> Lucy said to Ollie, our mastering engineer, these are our guests from America and we want to throw a party and we want to, we, we, the whole studio is yours tonight. You do whatever you want, go everywhere you want. And they said, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go to studio. I want to go to studio too. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where the Beatles did 99% of all of their music. So wow. Ollie took us to Studio 2. They turned their their cafeteria into a little makeshift bar at night only for the employees, you know, as a sort of a, a way of getting through the night, you know. <laughs> and they we were serving beer. We've got pictures on our website, www.whiskey6nation.com. Yeah. We're drinking beers, sitting right where John Lennon was It was you know, a drafting. surreal experience. They and, literally just, yeah, open up the bar. They were feeding us beer. We're walking through Studio Two. We're singing in Studio Two. We're going up and down the stairs. We're in the lounge where they sat and listened. And 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 I have a, and I'll tell. And this last thing I'll tell you is I have a we we have a brother, and somebody that um, is very dear to us, Sandy Gennaro, and he is part of our cancer fund. He's a legendary rock and roll drummer. He's been with the Monkees for fifteen years. He was with Cindy Lauper in her heyday. Girls just want to have fun tour. He was with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts for all those MTV videos. He's played with Bo Diddley. He's got a resume a mile long. So I'm close friends with him. And now he's dear friends of George and Samantha in the band. He's coming up for the Kowloon show. And he, he's also going to be playing in Nashville with us, which we can mention. But. I told him about this because he's a crazy Beatles fan. He was actually at the studio before with Cindy Lauper. But he, I told him, he said, you didn't go to the Beatles lounge, though, right? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah, we went to the Beatles lounge. He goes, okay, I hate you. <laughs> he goes, I love you, but I hate you. He goes, nobody goes to the Beatles lounge. So the Beatles lounge was the place where the Beatles would sit while uh, Jeff Emmerich and, and, and George Martin would be working on technical stuff. You know, they were working on the tracks and they were figuring out who was going to, you know, do the next recording. And they would all sit and hang in the Beatles lounge and smoke and wait for their time to get called. So his Whiskey Six, this, you know, nobody's from Boston, you know, we're sitting in the Beatles lounge and, you know, Pat, you know, pass me the great pecan. And I have to say, we got a little cocky. And a little pomp, it happens because you go to Disney World, you know, and you, you they ask you to sit in the Queen's chair, and it's like, okay, it's, you get it's the fun. whole outfit, you get the Queen's hat, yeah. the dress, you get everything, and you're just basking in it. Yeah, it was a so great, now, it's a great thing, and we're going back in December to do our follow up. They invited us back to work in the studio again, and it's we're we're blessed man we we really really appreciate it and yeah i want to shout out to ollie our mastering engineer who's awesome he also you know has a you can look at on our instagram um they interviewed him actually abby wrote about his mastering techniques and everything and uh 
you know, he's such, he's a really cool guy and we appreciate all his hard work and going back and forth with us and through so many emails and uh, just working with us in general. So, yeah, that's all. so when you guys go there, right, do you have stuff to bring and are you mastering or are you going in and recording from scratch? So we bring um, we're mastering over there, not recording yet, but we are planning to do some recording on the next out al- on this next album. And we're um, when we go over there, we do something called stem mastering, which gives Ollie a little bit of extra freedom to dial in frequencies on different channels. So what STEM mastering is basically is to traditionally mastering is stereo mastering. So you have something that I've, I've produced with George and Samantha in the studio here and they refine it to be radio powerful radio. enough and, and, and loud enough and, and crisp enough to be on the radio. Uh, right. With STEM mastering, they get more than just a stereo track. They might get eight tracks. They might get the drums separate. They might get the guitars separate and the keyboards and the vocals separate. And when he listens to it, he listens to it in its entirety first because it's it's all leveled leveled appropriately so it sounds like what we want. Right. But then he can go in and say, you know, the guitar, I can... So the thing you got to realize about a studio like Abbey Road is all some of the greatest albums in the world would made this. So when they listen, uh, we, we do our mastering in, in Suite 6 and that that room has its own sound and so when he listens to our stuff in there sounds very different than it is in my in my house you know i'm sure yeah and but when he tunes it to that room you get radio stuff and 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 a lot of people wouldn't know the difference like i've had people down to listen to the stuff in the house and it's great and it is it's good i mean when we finish it it's in it's in good shape but we we like it, but when it comes out of Abbey Road, it's another level. It oh, sounds sure. like it sounds great everywhere, and stem mastering lets Ollie or the the other anybody that's working on that stuff. And Ollie's specialist at stem. He will fine tune a guitar or the a vocal track, make it sit in the mix just perfectly. Things I can't do because they, he does it all day long. These guys. And the good part is that we masters. can we can sit in there and accompany him on how it's going, um, which is great when, when we're over there. But I, I am really excited about having some studio time as well. This, this, uh, this album, um, to be able to lay some tracks down there too. Just nice. so, it, you know, it'll be fun. Absolutely. So is this album that you guys are working on, is this going to be a full length kind of thing or is this another, oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't want to say another EP, like, kill me now but like uh, <laughs> another shortened kind of i think condensed. we have we no we have a, a a pretty full length and um i think we're gonna be dropping hopefully some singles um in in hopes to be able to piece those all together and uh release them all yeah and i think i think what samantha's saying is the world of 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 music has changed so much you know you, the day the days of thinking you release an album and it ends up in you know the record store mm. it's so much different today you know people like we like an ep becomes an album becomes a double album becomes this follow-up album oh yeah you're really you really focused on like we will go there with eight eight songs which is more technically an ep but when by the end of the year we might end up with 12 songs and and we, we may look back on it and say these 10 or 11 are just perfect. And they, yeah. you know, we try to make them cohesive together. 
it's hard to say, you know, it's the days of getting a record deal and going in and doing an album. It's much different today. You know, people release songs now in, in yeah. iTunes, people buy songs. They don't buy albums. Uh, yeah, it, it changed. You know, for me, that's, you know, I, I didn't know much about the music industry and how it worked um, up until, you know, really the last couple of weeks where I started doing these interviews. And, you know, I, I asked the nitty gritty questions because I'm one nosy as all hell. And two, I like that sort of thing, right. um, you know, because I get sent stuff all the time where it's like, Hey, can you listen to this? We want to be on the show and it's, I'll hear something and it's really, really good. And I'm like, I want more. And they're like, well, we don't have more. And I don't want to hog the conversation. I want to hear from everybody else, but I wanted to say one thing. I don't, I'm not an endorse. I'm not endorsing that. I think actually that's what's ruining the music business. Personally. I loved listening to, Aerosmith album or a Boston album or a, in the day in the rock days uh, and, and hearing the songs that weren't hits. Right. I wanted to hear yeah. everything. I wanted to I wanted to feel the artist and understand them. And it seems like today the only thing you hear is the hits. You know, you don't you don't hear those other tracks. Right. And I think you miss you miss out on a lot. Kids today miss out on so much about music because, but, but, you know, yeah, they get great music and everything's a hit, but you know what? Sometimes in life, it's better to know that not everything is a hit. Right. And and to get in, you have an interest in something that maybe isn't hit worthy and maybe learn something from it or or get a message from it. I guess it's just my, it's just the way I feel, you know, it's my opinion. I definitely agree. Cause you know, I, there is no, you know, like you go to Bull Moose or any of those stores, you couldn't wait until, uh, you know, I couldn't wait until the weekend where I wasn't in school or I didn't have work and I could watch like the country countdown and watch it on CMT or, and, and that obviously doesn't happen anymore. You could, I could not wait until like my favorite song came out with its music. Like, I couldn't wait until that, that, album came out and you could actually go to the store and you take it out of the thing and you like read all the lyrics how they printed it how the pictures were on the on the album you know that was like half of the the fun was to be able to get it and and sometimes the hit wasn't your favorite song right yeah and you say oh man i bet i bet this is going to be the next hit off of the album and it either was or it wasn't or you were disappointed that it wasn't or you know they just get a better appreciation for the artists and their artistry, I guess. Absolutely. You know, I, I do the same thing still. Like if there's a, if there's an artist or a band or whatever, that's come out with a single or whatever, or a couple of singles. And it's like, all right, give me the album because these songs, they're great, but I'm sick of them. I exactly. want to hear. You want, you want more. And, and that's what I think. Like when people put out singles or like hits on TikTok or like they're on YouTube sensations, Obviously, if you have one good song, you should be able to have multiple other good songs. But sometimes that's not the case. And, right. And, um, you know, it's when you have that album or you're looking at something um, that has multiple different songs, even on a website, at least there's something to go back to so that you can uh, know that this one person was like, well, I made this really awesome song. And then, like you said, I, I want more of it. And they're like. Oh, well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have any more. <laughs> right. Right. And and like, that's, that's the problem. Like I'm, I'm kind of running into is that, you know, I get 
approached all the time to feature artists and bands and it's like well you've only got two songs so right. what, do you, what do you want me to what do you want me to push here you know what i would tell all those artists and i'm not trying to say anything but that's also why we do all our ourselves put in the hard work how to do all those things and you know what you can make as many songs as you want exactly um so so before we before we uh round out the hour here um i do want to touch upon a few things that are are uniquely you guys um one how how did the whole and you know i'm not i'm not sure how much i'm supposed to talk about it but like i told you before i don't care i'm going to push the envelope um how how do you get these connections that you have like with cruiser in 1025 was that something you you put in some work to or was it just a luck of the draw we paid them all off I, that, well that's that's kind of what i figured that's a kind you of know, dumb question and you know but you know it, it's kind of a stupid question on my part because before i even started doing this you know i've reached out to cruiser probably a dozen and a half times about bands and artists and you know and she's super sweet and she's super receptive and even if it sucks she's still so sweet about it <laughs> you know she is one of a kind and we're so thankful to even be friends with her and she's also a partner on our country women cancer fund um she hosts and she's gonna be hosting this friday um she is just so supportive but yeah everything isn't easy and everything is definitely making a you know creating those bonds and jay had a lot to do with you know just re picking up the phone and, and talking and you know we did a lo local catch and yeah. and that was great and um we're all i think samantha hit it on the head and we're but between george and sam and i especially we're we're willing to work hard enough to inspire other people to want to jump in you know and i think you don't you don't win people over like that you you earn you earn their respect and their trust by saying hey we do this thing and we want to keep you in the loop and you inspire people i think eventually because they're like you know like the whole thing with the cancer fund you you can't just pitch an idea like that and say call me because i need your help you know you you they watch right. you they watch you they watch everybody she watches everybody i mean carolyn we're talking about carolyn but it's really anybody in radio they so, watch everybody, let, and they, let, you know, sorry, people, yeah. people, people are, are quick to you know grab a trophy, but yeah, it's like, but that's not what it's about. It's about putting the work in, and Samantha hit it on the head by saying, "Do the work, and, right. and don't worry about the the accolades." Let and people come to us, and and they support us, but they're not supporting us. They're supporting whatever we're trying to achieve, and and that's sort of the, in a nutshell. That's the goal, you know. Yeah. I'm not about trophies or fake awards. Like I just want to sing our music and enjoy people. And I think that's, uh, that's what we're doing. Asses and so, seats. That's what matters. So, so we can't, we can't, we'd be, I think we'd be short-sighted if we don't talk about some awards though. Um, so the New England country music awards are coming and you guys are nominated for something. You want to tell us what exactly that is? Oh, we don't even know yet. You're saying the New England Country Music Awards? Yeah, the ones that will be in um, a couple of weeks here. The ones that the voting. Oh, actually, we weren't nominated in any categories for that. But you there are people that we work with. Wait a minute. Hold on. Then I 
screwed up somewhere along the way, and I apologize for that. No, that's okay. Because like we I said, thought we for really, sure we, your we, names we, were on a list somewhere. Yeah, no, I think I think you're saying the New New England Music Awards, right? Maybe. Yeah, you know they they how I just saw that they posted a whole bunch of stuff of how they judge. It's definitely um, fan voted, and you have to have like a whole bunch of of things that you've accomplished through the year. So, yeah, I don't know how we didn't well, how we. Yeah, but we don't worry about that. So we we did win a group award from New England Country Music last maybe, year. Maybe that maybe vote. that's what I was. Maybe that's. Yeah, group of the year. But you know, but but New England musicals, we don't know much about that, but we do know that there are people that are our friends that have been nominated, Jillian Jensen and Ayla Ayla Brown and Timmy Brown and there's so many Houston Bernard. There's so many great, great talents. And like I like I said, we've come we've gone and seen them all. Yeah. Yeah. And Well, now that I feel like a total asshole, so oh god, not at all. No, not at all. We support everybody doing those doing those shows, and you know what? When we um, get nominated for a CMA, that's when. uh, That's when it's going to count. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, um, couple couple quick things because I did want to touch upon it because you know I I do have a lot of you know the people that you have mentioned here tonight um, lined up to be on the show within the next month or so. Um, you know, luck, luckily enough for, for the show and for myself, you know, I am, you know, kind of busting at the seams with all the, the love and support that I've been getting, which is kind of blowing my mind. Um, but I wanted to ask, because I ask everybody, what is the relationship like between you guys and other local acts? Is there, um, is there any sort of you know, oh, I wish we were them or I, you know, I wish we could do what they're doing. Or is it just you're just happy that everybody's doing what they're doing? A lot of them owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let George talk. George, tell him what we think about these people. Um, we, I think that we can all coexist, first of all. Yeah. Everybody that does their own thing, all these different bands. um we can all coexist and we all do our own thing a little bit differently. Even though we're all in country music, we all do our own thing. Um, some people, most of the bands are very nice and some ain't so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that's okay. We let them be them. All we care about is what we're doing. And if we're doing something right and if we're helping people, I can tell you one thing. Every time we do a big, big show and we have um, a couple of other artists open for us, we're humble. We ask them. We try to include everybody. And unfortunately, that's not like that's not the way it is with all of them. But that's okay because for whatever reason, um, they don't do it as their own reason. And that's okay. You know, my, my point being is, we're, we can all coexist because we're all a little different. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and this is going to sound super arrogant of me because I'm not in the industry and I'm just literally here to be a vehicle to help, you know, local up and coming, but whatever. Right. You know, I've seen that myself where it's like, like I'll reach out to, you know, some people and like just get the total cold shoulder. And I think to myself, like, cause you know, me being of nothing, like, it's like, uh, why aren't you responding to me? You, right. you that's, know, I feel like that's just um a, a person like 
who doesn't respond to somebody? Right. Like, <laughs> like and, it's just the, like and, being a nice person, and, not know, even the, in the scene. And the thing we always, and, and we've said up before too, which is, seems so ludicrous is, and we believe this is, you know, people, and I'm talking, I'm dated. So I'm going to talk about all this stuff. I'm a little older than Sam <laughs> anyway, but you know, I had Beatles albums in my collection when I was a kid and I had Rolling Stones albums and, and, and this is almost like an argument to say that the Rolling Stones are better than the Beatles. The Beatles are better than the Rolling Stones. Really? No, the, some days I wake up, I want to hear the Rolling Stones. And then some days I wake up, I want to hear the Beatles. Right. And to George's point, that's really what the reality is. It's not yeah. about who's better. We're all gifted and wonderful, talented people. And I sometimes I want to hear somebody else. I don't yeah. want to hear myself. Right. And, and, yeah, and, the, and the people that are honest that's how they feel too. And, and I can tell you right now, you know, between Samantha Ray and us, just we're doing, we're doing a, uh, and one more cancer thing in, in December, Ayla Brown, Rob Bellamy, Martin and Kelly, Darren Bissett, Timmy Brown, uh, Fred Ellsworth and Cashwood, Whitney Doucette, the Moon, moonshine band, Lisa Colta, Joey uh, Nicotera and um, Jason Tremblay, Amber Eyes, Jillian Jensen, Ashley Jordan, Kali Teft, Houston Bernard, Louis Bello, Jessica Dam, Lexi Jordan. They're all on it. They're all, they all believe that they all act like us. And so there's so many, I don't want anybody to think we're pointing at anybody that's negative. There's too many positives. And what we do is we just try to gravitate towards people that think like us. That's all. And you know what? We also respect the people that don't think like us and act like us because they're also very talented too. It's just, they have a different mindset, but our mindset works for us. And that's yeah. why we're Whiskey Six. And that's this is why it's Samantha Ray. Samantha Ray's who she is because she just sticks to her guns and she does her own thing. Yeah. And we have people, we can fill asses and seats. And that's what matters. And if 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 we played the tables, we might reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, I appreciate the honesty and the, and the transparency with that because I think, you know, it, it's also the reality, right? Right. right. And, you're right. You know, there there's some of the local acts that I've heard that like people love and I'm just like, eh, you know, about or, and vice versa that I absolutely love and other people are just eh, about. And, and that's cool, you know, because, you know, to your point, it's all about how you feel that day. And if you yep. and if you're honest about it, honestly, if you're really honest about it, you also have to say something else, which sometimes is maybe bittersweet, but Sometimes the people you disagree with, they're actually the most talented too. Absolutely. And that, you know, you, you can't judge and say, you can't, if you really transparent and you're really honest, you can say, you know, I disagree with these people, but they are very talented. And we can say that. And we do, we think that way. And it's just too bad. I think the thing that we say more often than anything is it sucks. It's too bad. It's too bad. Everybody can't coexist. Um, and, and, happy for and, and it's nice that right. so many can. You know, because more can than can't. And with the Cancer Fund, we try to break down those barriers. And that's what, you know, I think we're making progress. And I think we've done, we've we've made inroads into that. And yeah. hopefully at some point we can break some more barriers. You know, and it, it, I, I know I say it and I sound super arrogant and it's probably the only child in me. But, um, you know, I, I do this show out of, out of my, out of love, out of, right. you know, desire to, you know, even even if you know three people listen to the episode it's three people that wouldn't maybe have known who samantha ray and whiskey six are right right you know and it's like 
you know, I've got a full-time job. I've got a, you know, three boys and a wife, you know, I, I have things to do. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's, as much as I would love for somebody to knock on the door and be like, Hey Jim, do you want to do your podcast for, for real? I'd, right. you know, I'd probably take that, but like, you know, this is all out of love and I can't, you know, I really can't thank you guys enough for, you know, putting me here, you know, oh, because really at the end of the day, here. it's, it's you guys and it's the other artists I've talked to and will be talking to that, you know, without you guys, I have, I have nothing, you know, I, you know, some of this might be selfish just to talk to you and hear the stories and, you know, help where I can, but you know, that's, that's what I want to do. And that's, you know, I, I thank you for allowing me to do it. Oh, we're well, glad to be here. Well, I um, think that they'll be proud. Your, your sons and your wife. And I think that, um, yeah, you definitely have your hands full. Especially, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, have, it, I only have one boy and whoo. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was doing, an, I did an interview last week with somebody and I came, I went up, I, you know, I have an office where I do these interviews, which I'm in right now. And um, I went upstairs and my wife's watching TV and I'm like all like all excited because the conversation was fucking great. And yeah, she looks at me and she goes, you know, I'm so supportive of you. I think this is great. She goes, but you have to remember you have a full-time job. You have three boys. And you have me who wants to snuggle after nine o'clock. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll slow it down. But and so well, I, well so then I, we only have seven minutes before snuggle time happens. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's sleeping already. Cause she already <laughs> told me when I came down, I'm going to bed. soon. well, you'll have to come to a Samantha Ray whiskey six show, but I can promise you with on, on my, Family's souls, I promise you, you'll never find somebody nicer than Samantha. You know, she is, it, she is the nicest person in this music scene with the biggest heart. And she opens her heart up to everyone. And, yeah. and you know, and I, she really is. And I think that if you meet her, I think you're going to see she really is special and she really is perfect she's she's a great singer and, and a great entertainer but she really has a big heart and i oh. think that we just want to share it with everybody it, it's true you know and i have a few I, I just have a few more questions i don't know exactly if this will cut out on an hour but if it does i will send you a link because another link to finish this off because i don't want to leave our listeners uh empty-handed um but yeah to your point, you know, Samantha has been very great in our conversations back and forth through email. So thank you so much for that. Oh, anytime. Um, so a couple of questions. I'll promise I'm going to get you out of here before the hour mark. Um, seeing we are a Boots and Whiskey podcast and all about country music and whiskey. What's everybody's favorite brand of whiskey? Bullet. Bourbon. Bullet. <laughs> that, was that's, easy. that seems to be the one for everybody. Bullet? Yep. That's only because we started drinking it. Well, I mean, that must be it. <laughs> you know, we do love we do love some bourbon, and I will be the first. I we sh I show horses down in Kentucky quite often, so we get to get. There's a whole bunch of awesome whiskey. Uh, Riff, I like Woodford. Um, Jay said I'm so nice, but it's only when I'm drinking, so I don't know. <laughs> Which is all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, Jim. Samantha has an altar, and it, and her name is Lulu. I don't know why you have to bring this up. Oh God, I want to meet Lulu. So oh, no, no, you do. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
Yeah. Oh no. Lulu oh, doesn't. Yeah, Lulu... Sometimes she comes. Sometimes she comes out. You never comes know. Comes on. A, she comes on a little strong. <laughs> Lulu doesn't care about anything. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? You, when you're dealing with a bunch of guys, you can't worry about anything. See, that's nope. exactly what I'm saying. How many? There's you have you have three boys. One. So think about this. I have six. There's like six. And then thank God Marissa came on because you know. Right. Right. Extra. You were really a mother of six, and you never knew it. Mother of six. You know, I... I, Oh, you just got me some new ammo there. (laughs) Yeah. In in my office, you know, I work with two other women, and my wife wife asked me yesterday, are you just their pet? I'm like, yeah, they pretty much just take care of me and make sure I don't don't fuck anything up. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you this much, though. At the end of the day, I wouldn't want to be doing this with anybody else but them two. But Samantha and, and Jay, I mean, let me tell you. I wouldn't want to do. I, I I can tell. I tell them this this all the time. I just would not want to do it with anybody else. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Ditto. That's yep. awesome. Ditto. So, and then I guess my last question is: um, if we wear boots, what are our favorite brands of boots? Oh, see, I don't think that they probably have a real answer for I'd this. Say, but... I'd say Nike. <laughs> right. <laughs> I heard you have Ariats, but that's my that's my daily wear. Is I have I have to wear Ariats every day um, at work. But um, you know, we did a, a live stream of Friedman. If anybody wants to go on to Friedman.com, they are he David Friedman is the best leather maker I know, and um, I have some Friedman boots. All his leather work is amazing, but I also like Lane. They make some good girl cowgirl boots, and those are not my shit kickers. Those are just like normal. That's a those are nice going out boots, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, I it's funny. I wear I have to wear a suit to work every day, so I wear my Ariats with my suit. That's awesome. Uh, that's how apparently redneck I've become. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, good to know. But so my, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to erase one of the myths, right? So when you see Samantha on stage, she's all dolled up. Her hair's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She's got the body. That the whole thing is going 100 percent. So she comes down and she could change my oil when she shows <laughs> right? up yeah. at the studio, right? Yeah, she's sorry. got these. She's got these boots on that I don't know where they've been. <laughs> they've got these like metal bars sticking out uh, of the back. My that, dog is here. Like there's like a. That's yeah, awesome. So, so the, the the transformation is amazing. You know, it goes from Cinderella <laughs> to on sweet, you know, mopping yeah, the floor yeah. to Samantha Ray on stage. So she's one of the guys when she's with us. And it, it kind of does take a little, you know, it, it make, puts us at ease, too, because she really is a, a real soul. She's a real person. And so, uh, that's why we can be creative and we can do things and we don't get like transfixed by, you know, this this blonde that comes down the stage you know like that that's for the stage that's for the show and when she's down yep. here in in the studio it's all work i'm just a bum you're just <laughs> she's just one of the guys i mean at least you're a bum with some soul right yeah i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that's too funny so all right so i lied I'm, i might keep you past the hour so I'm, i apologize in advance that's okay um so with that being said, you know, I, I kind of like to gauge where 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 the local acts are in their careers and, you know, the up and comers, you know, because I hear it quite often. Um, you know, I've interviewed people that, you know, do this, you know, as as a as a love and as a hobby and, you know, yep. trying to make it big, but still, you know, work a quote unquote nine to five. 
you know, are you in that boat or are you strictly on the the music world? And this no, is Sam, this... Sam. Sam's an up and comer. George and I are a down and outer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. We're, we're, we're up and coming, man. We're ready to go. We're, we're, we're yeah. kicking it. I mean, I think the energy, I don't know, George, what do you think? We, we, we just feel it, man. We, there's a lot yeah. of vibe. There's, we, we, the, like, I think George already said it. I mean, we, we feel like we, we've got something special. I mean, I, I think people feed off, feed off of it and we share it with everybody. And it's we're, a lot of energy on stage. And it's it's different too. So we don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else. We're different, you know. Yeah. Try some whiskey six and see what you think. Yeah. Yep. I think we actually we're talked about this the other day, and Jay, you said it perfectly. I said we're like climbing up the hill, and at the end, over the hill, there might be another hill, but there might be the end. There might be like something really awesome past that, and we just we're just gonna keep hiking and going That's together. Awesome. Yep, for awesome. sure. All right. And then my last question I ask everybody, from the stages you've played to the stages you haven't played, what is the dream stage you want to play? Uh, well, I'm. this is my own. I'm going to cycle back because you said that you kind of transformed seeing Ken Chesney, and he's like my ultimate. And I was probably at that show that you were at because I went every single year uh, to Country Fest to see Kenny Chesney. And I mean... I we have had the chance to actually literally be on Gillette Stadium. On the field, yeah, we played. The playing Gillette Stadium would would obviously be freaking so cool. All right, I'm gonna give my opinion. Okay, it's it's a totally London opinion. Okay, I'm gonna say Wembley. The Wembley because our friend Sandy Gennaro played uh, Wembley. That. And he, and he's got pictures. So Sandy actually toured with Queen, which is insane. Yeah, that's that's a whole other. That's a whole. And, other he, and he'll he'll pull out every once in a while when I say, "Hey, we played six string, man." Yeah. Okay, there were, were nine hundred people there. He goes, "Really? I played place. It was nine hundred thousand." The, the pictures. You're you're right, Jay. Like seeing the pictures from from there and him, like, man, that is just something. I get goosebumps just like if I was to be on stage with that man. Shit will go down. That's what I'm oh, yeah. Shit, a guy would, I would hey, tear that stage apart. Lulu, Lulu will come out that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better watch People out. We're going to get the show, that's for sure. Yep. Oh, that's that's too for funny. sure. Oh, All right, man. George, what's your stage? Yeah. My stage, um, you know, I would like to play uh, in my hometown of Boston, the TD Garden. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know, this is pretty funny. That's really the only place that we haven't played right now, George. Yep, yep. I've <laughs> we been lucky played enough to in actually on Gillette Field. We yep. played at Fenway. Yep. And now we just have to play the the Garden. So and I mean, Xfinity, Xfinity Center. <laughs> I played there before Xfinity Center, and. Uh, it's really cool, but TD Garden would do it for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. You all heard it on Boots and Whiskey podcast. So um, that's it. TD Garden. Give yeah. TD Garden Whiskey Six coming at you soon. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's funny. You're the first. You're the first country act I've talked to that nobody said the Ryman or the Grand Ole Opry. Nah. Oh my god! I mean, those are just like 
Those are like you know, a given. I've, been, but... I've obviously been to both. The Opry is amazing. Yeah. And everybody plays. But you're you're saying like a soul. That's a that's an intimate. That's yeah. an intimate thing. That's yeah. a very intimate setting, and you know, um, that's almost like a, a a coming into like your like you're a freshman in high school, and they're like, okay. You, you're you went through high school and now you've graduated. Here you go. You can play. You can play the rhyme and you can play there. It's another. It's another church type of a thing, like Abbey yeah. Road. You know. I mean, I think that if you walked into that that venue, um, it would be more of a spiritual thing than oh, it is. For sure. oh, absolutely. It's like it, it's hallowed ground. You know. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we think that because I actually. You know, we're, we're too humble to think the rhyme, and I think. I, yeah, I think maybe that's why I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't." <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I can't. Think go there. Like realistic, <laughs> and who knows? You never know anything. Yeah, right. You know, but you know, you're right. It's it, obviously we're 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 going down to Nashville in October for our debut, and it we're going down there with Ayla Brown and Rob Bellamy and Martin and Kelly. And again, working with local artists with us and Sandy Gennaro is going to be on both of those shows. We added a second show. We're playing October 15th and 16th, Friday and Saturday night, and the shows are sold out. That's awesome. So we, we're going down to we're going down to the Whiskey Room Live, which is in actually south of the downtown in Franklin. But we've just found out Old Dominion's playing there the same month as us. And Lee Bryce just played there. So it's one of these small, intimate rooms where. A lot of big stars do special industry shows and, you know, um, intimate setting shows kind of things. And we're working with Kings Entertainment uh, and our friend Leo, who is a executive of, uh, at Kings. And he's he loves the band so much. He wanted to take us down to Nashville. He's working with us on a Dana Faber thing. So we said, we'll go down to Nashville, but we still want to make it a cancer fund. So. It, it, we're going to probably raise about fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars down there. Um, we're hoping to raise ten thousand, at least twelve thousand, fifteen thousand at the Kowloon this Friday, and then we've got a Beatles tribute because we're going to Abbey Road and everything. It's the ninetieth anniversary of Abbey Road, and they promised us a celebration when we're over there. So we're going to film that, document that, and we're going to get all the country artists in town that we can get. And so far, there's seventeen of them that signed up. They're all going to do one Beatles song each, and we're going to do a little live stream. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be $10 a piece. And we're going to start selling those tickets at the Kowloon on Friday. And we'll probably include some footage of us. And we're actually stopping in Dublin, and we're going to do some filming. It's crazy. You know, we, we just say, why not? You know, people go, what are you doing that for? It's like, well, why not? But, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, you guys are killing it. I You know, I, I wish you the best of luck you know, going you. forward. And, you know, I hope this isn't our last conversation because I want to know more of what happens, you know, at the end of the year when you go to Abbey yep. Road and, and all that. And so I hope we reconnect, um, you know, before or after Christmas to to really kind of see what's been going on with you guys and how everything's going. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So be great. I, I won't take up any more of your time. I'm already 10 minutes over my, my allotted time that I told you I'd give. <laughs> I, I do. Um, but the conversation was so great. I thank you guys so much for coming on. I thank you again for letting me do this. Thank uh, you for having us. Absolutely. So and, um, you know, if, if you don't have your tickets for Friday, you're SOL, but you know, they'll, 
they'll be playing Saturday, September 18th at Six String in Foxborough. Um, Saturday, September 25th at Hollis Hills Farm Music Series in Fitchburg. And then then you're out of luck because they're going to Nashville. Unless you're in Nashville, go go see them there. Um, We got another big show to announce soon, and it's a big show, and it's going to be at Six String, we believe. But we can't say anything yet. We're sworn to secrecy. But um, there's another big show coming up with a national act, I think. So we're we're excited, and we can't wait to let that out on uh, Whiskey Six Nation. Yes. Check it out. Keep checking it. Yes. Yeah. Go, go find them on social media, Instagram. Uh, you guys are on Twitter, the website, whiskey six official.com Facebook. You, everybody knows, everybody knows the drill with that. Yep. Um, so guys, again, thank you so much. I, I you. wish you the best. Good luck on Friday. I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, job number two comes a call in. So you've got it. Um, so yeah, until next time, guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you very much. Have a good night. You too. Good night. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Samantha Ray, Whiskey Six. What a great group of folks. Um, Samantha Ray, thank you. George, thank you. Jay, thank you so much for spending way more of your night than you probably wanted to with me. So I'm so humble and thankful for that. Thank you so much. Um, Like I said, Kowloon sold out Friday night. Sorry, can't go. Um, But like I said... They will be Six String Bar and Grill, Foxborough, Massachusetts, Saturday, September 18th at 8.30, Saturday, September 25th at 5. They will be playing at Hollis Hills Farm Music Series. That's in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Friday, October 15th, Friday, uh, Saturday, October 16th, they will be in Franklin, Tennessee. If you're down in the Nashville area, go check them out there. Um, Saturday, October 23rd, they're back here in Saugus, I'm guessing at the Kowloon. Um, and then in December, they're off to Abbey Road Studios and to film some stuff in Dublin. I wish them all the best of the luck um, going forward. And I promise you, this isn't the first nor the last time we're going to hear from Samantha Re- Samantha Ray and Whiskey Six on this show. Again, thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Go check them out. Go see them whenever you can. They're a great group. Um, so until next time, another show coming tomorrow. Take a look at that. Um, also local country fest at Indian ranch Saturday. I will be there. Um, say hi, shoot me a text or shoot me a message on Instagram. You know, I, I love to meet everybody and, uh, see you then. Good night.